This episode's brought to you by the Mafia. Breaking necks to make sure you get your checks. Fade out. Welcome into the Red Cap Recap. I'm your host, Dick Burns, and joining me today, my lover, I mean my partner, Professor Mernon Wood. Professor, do you copy? Chip, chip, cheerio, and all that, you sexy punts. Oh, you sound like you're in a good mood. What's, what's the occasion? I got laid last night. Why, a nice old bag, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. I haven't used a bag since 79. <laughs> oh, Dick. Well, here we are again to go over the men and tide scores. And you know what? I was rather impressed impressed by week one. Um, you know, this is, this is normally a league that makes me want to cry myself to sleep. But we had a couple of good matchups pretty close and a couple of high-scoring teams. Um, I don't know about you, but reviewing the results, I, I think it's going to be a pretty fun podcast. <laughs> I concur. Seems like a really fun podcast is about to occur for all of them. And that'll wrap it up. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate this. I'm just kidding. All right, we're starting <laughs> up with a matchup between the Kansas City Queefs and the Chewbacca Defense. The Chewbacca Defense is coming up on top with 95.74 points against the Kansas City's 89.38. Professor, what do we see here? Well, I mean, it, it's relatively a, <clears throat> a pretty average game out of the Chewbacca Defense. Uh not really any standout stuff. Obviously, having David Johnson looking like he's not going to get hurt this year, you expect a good 15 points out of DeAndre Hopkins. Mahomes, actually, you would expect more than just 20 out of. But all in all, it's really just an average week out of him. Yeah, you know, I, I thought um, you drafted Gronkowski. Might as well call your shot. Uh, interesting to see him in the starting lineup there. It didn't really pay off. Um, now I'm sure he's going to have touchdowns at some point, but week one definitely wasn't his week. Uh, obviously it wasn't needed. Um, talk to me about the, the flex plays here, Robinson and Johnson. Um, I think he was expecting a little more based on, you know, I think before the week started, I would have said that was a, a pair of flexes that, you know, would give me the frights. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I think gave you the frights, gave me the trots. Either way, it's all about the same. Yes, I would expect that uh, Robinson, A-Rob, as they say, uh, was going to come out against a pretty soft uh, defense in, in Detroit. I expected also Deontay Johnson with a, a pretty soft defense in, in New York as well, that they were going to have a much better game than what they came away with. Uh, I don't think that this is something that you could get used to. I, I, I expect them to both do relatively real, uh, well as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, looking down at the bench, there didn't really seem to be any of the uh, players who scored that you know we should have had slated in. Looks like the Chewbacca defense uh, put up the, the, the right players in there. Any missed opportunities that, that you see? Not, not really particularly from the Chibuka defense, but when we turn our eyes to the Kansas City Queefs, I, I believe the, uh, the Bible would say that you've been weighed, you've been measured, and you've been found wanting. The team uh, would definitely reflect that well. Yeah, let's go ahead and make that transition. Obviously, headlining the team is Russell Wilson having an incredible week. 
Outside of that, um, it was it was pretty tough. Why don't you go ahead and give me the breakdown of where you think some opportunities could have been? Right, right, right. Well, uh, you you expect more out of Gallup, and actually, if, if it wasn't for a pretty much trash call at the end of the game, Gallup would have had a much more substantial score. Uh, Kittle, you expect more out of him. I hear he might have been dealing with some injury or something along those lines. So you, you typically wouldn't expect only five points out of him in an opener. Uh, Marquise Brown, actually Hollywood coming to town, not, not doing too shabby of it for a first one. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't like Jones. I don't like Mac. I, I am impressed actually with Jones considering all the, the competition that he has to face with Leonard Fournette and them playing from behind. He did, he did all right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the the big mistake here is obviously not starting Naeem Hines. How can one go into the first week of the NFL and just completely neglect to put him in your starting lineup? <laughs> oh, exactly. No, yes. Uh, uh, what an idiot is all I can say. I just don't understand. Everyone knew that Naeem Hines with his 28 yards was going to be a big success. And then you realize, oh, oh that's right. This is this was, this was was a... Uh, interesting play. I, I definitely can't see another situation. I would start him over Marlon Matt personally, but I guess he, he has to at this point. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those weeks where the Queefs are probably just punching themselves in the face thinking the bench is getting all the points and benches better not talk back. <laughs> the benches be tripping. Absolutely. Let's go move on to our next matchup. Uh, we had Team Hulster putting up 101 points uh, you know, with a, a very poor performance from a high expectations team of Hip Hip Marie. I'm sorry, Hip Hip Mirage. I mean, uh, Hip Hip Murray. <laughs> uh, let, let's, let's focus on the, uh, the Hip Hip Murray's. What, what happened here to this team? Honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, all of the players, for the most part, seem to have had better expectations. Obviously, C-Mac performing well as expected. Kyler Murray performing well as expected. Uh, the two of those players contributed for essentially two-thirds of the entire points uh, that this particular individual had. That's that's saying something. That's pretty alarming when you look at the bench and you see, or not on the bench, the starting lineup of like Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, OBJ, Higby, Judy, uh, Cam Akers. I mean, you, you, I mean, even the Chicago defense, you expected to get more than zero. This is a uh, pretty, pretty crop showing, if you ask me. Yeah, it was a rough week for a, a team that I think was was pretty highly favored and highly touted coming out of the draft. There, um, I don't expect this to be uh, a norm for this season. Um, but yeah, that's and 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 the good thing, I guess, is if you get some correction to the mean here for the rest of the team. And you have Murray and McCaffrey continuing to uh, impress the way that they did in week one. Uh, we're we're going to have different storylines uh, in future weeks here with this team. Right. And I definitely love the fact that, again, Kyler Murray, obviously you're going to start him against... Um, oh, wait. It's the San Francisco defense. So you don't obviously want to start him, but you're going to because he's a keeper. And then you look down and you're like, oh, yes, Joe Burrow, Drew Locke, and Baker Mayfield chilling on the bench. That is uh, delightful. Yeah, there's. Uh, I still don't understand the quarterback hoarding uh, of this team, but hey, I'm not managing them, so I don't care. I don't think many many people would say that anyone is managing them. It seems like the general manager or whatever is lacking a brain. And now the other side here, Team Horster putting together, um, you know, over a hundred points. Um, 
this is you know wasn't needed obviously if you're going <laughs> against hip hip Murray um it, you know but it, it was good to see them put that up and really concentrated on a on a few uh key players that that scored uh big this week uh what, what are we seeing from team Forster and is this repeatable Honestly, I think it's going to be quite consistent for him to see these kind of numbers. I think it's even more concerning that uh, Zach Oates only had three completions when his counterpart in Goddard got a lot more love. Uh, I don't expect that trend to continue. As long as Ertz is healthy, he is still essentially a wide receiver one when it comes to target share. Uh, I, I, I like the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. I think that uh, specifically with the injury to Michael Thomas, this is going to be something that he is going to be able to capitalize on. It's almost like he knew that that was going to be the steal of the draft in getting Emmanuel Sanders. And yes, I, I see Zeke easily being able to produce 25 points. I, I don't see any any qualms with Kamara constantly getting uh, 15 to 20 points. Matty Ice uh, is always going to be playing from behind, so it seems like uh, he's done pretty well with his particular roster. And I love, I love to see uh, Jamison Crowder getting love and against a pretty stiff Bills defense. Yeah, I think that Jamison Crowder may be able to plug into that wide receiver the spots or the the flex spots for him and be a consistent contributor just based on on volume there and and you know, no one else being around them having to play from behind. Um, I think that's going to end up being one of those uh, pieces that he picks up that's going to uh, offer a lot of value. But, you know, this is what we were talking about was the lack of receivers on this squad. And what does he do? He throws Ertz and Waller in there. Not a bad move there. Underestimated uh, the the creativeness that uh, this owner was going to use to be able to get his points in. Uh, great week. N- not a whole lot on the bench to, to look at outside of, uh, you know, bumping in Crowder. So uh, look forward to, to Team Houston. Uh, putting it together and having some uh, pretty high scores in the future. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we got the Westerosi Fear Boners fell to the Great Cornholio. Great Cornholio breaking the bank with 100.5 points. And the Fear Boners uh, managing to put up 89.36. Uh, this one was looking a little bit closer throughout the week um, and, and you know, wasn't sure what was going to happen, but as Aaron Rodgers came in and tore it up for the fear boners, I think there was a, a glimpse of hope here. Um, let's start with the fear boners who fell short. Talk to me about this squad and, uh, is there potential for them to be more competitive? There's always a potential. This team, I think has one of the least amounts of potentials compared to others, but I do like a rod. I think a rod is fine. I think Sony Michelle getting involved. I think that there's potential for him. Uh, Ingram, uh, I did find it a little alarming that Ingram uh, was kept 2.9 points, knowing that his counterpart and rookie future replacement was able to snag two touchdowns. Uh, I, I would be very concerned if I was the Restorossi Fia Boners team right now. Uh, I would also be very concerned when uh, you have to pay a high draft price for the San Francisco defense, and they pulled out a whopping one point. Uh, not that you expect them to have much against a new and improved Arizona offense. It just still would not be something I would be proud of. Well, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be proud of that either. With the draft capital he spent there to get that kind of result. And, you know, we've got uh, Richard Sherman going on IR. Um, some would say Sherman Williams. Um, you're you're going to have, <laughs> um, you know, uh, 
they're going to see Arizona twice, right? That's a division rival. So, you know, it's, it's one of those that um, I'd want to punch myself in the dick if I was in that position and, and made that kind of choice in the draft and, you know, with this out, outcome. That's presuming that a dick is indeed there to be punched. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, a little bit of, of hope here for this team and what I'm looking at for the future, um, having J.K. Dobbins on the bench who uh, came in and though he didn't see a lot of action, didn't get a ton of carries, he was in on the ones that mattered. And this being the, the standard uh, non-PPR format, if you're the one getting touchdowns, you, you're winning weeks. Um, so having J.K. Dobbins, having Brown from the Rams, um, you know, these look like players that may have not just been a mirage on week one. What, what are your thoughts on those guys bringing them up? No, no. Are they going to be consistent week to week? Can you trust them? I don't know about consistency yet. It's still too early in the season, but there is there is pretty hope in it. One of the things that I'm very intrigued to see how will pan out would be old Robbie Anderson. Uh, obviously, he had a great uh, long touchdown with Teddy Bridgewater, and so looking to see how they're able to expand upon that. But looking at the bench, uh, Malcolm Brown is obviously something who, who would have thought that he would be the guy. Everyone thought it would be either Akers or or Daryl Henderson. And so it's 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 an interesting bench, to say the least. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what he's able to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was just looking at the Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins is, is a value to have, but not if you're juggling between uh, him and, and Mark Ingram every week. And I think we may have talked about that last episode. So good luck with that, Fear Boners. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Great Corn Holios. Uh, putting up 100 points, having a couple of outstanding scores, uh, consistency amongst most of, most of the position. Um, what, what do we see for these guys? And is this going to be a, a surprising team this season? I don't know about surprising, but I do like the team. Uh, I think that what was a surprise to me was the amount of action that Melvin Gordon got. Uh, I honestly thought that Philip Lindsay was going to vulture some of the stuff from him, but he did not. And so um, hopefully the, the coaching situation gets a little bit better for the Broncos. Uh, but I, I do I do think he doesn't have a shabby team. DK Metcalf coming out to ball out, obviously with Russell Wilson having the game that he did. It was only uh, obvious that he was going to have that kind of a score. Uh, TJ Hawkinson getting in there, getting a touchdown. Uh, it's he, he's definitely got some potential on there, and obviously Jonathan Taylor is now looking like his stock is going to explode with the injury to Mike, uh, Michael Marlon Mack, and so yes, yeah. I mean, th- this is a team that um, if they keep if the if these core players keep performing, I, I think that we can we can see uh, some pretty high scores in the Cornholios consistently. Um, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to put up two points every week. But this team will be damned if injuries strike because there is not a lot going on in that bench to be able to come up and, and fill in. Even even bye weeks, I think, could be pretty critical. Uh, and as they balance that throughout the week, it, it may have an impact. You know, this could be one of those teams that has a lot of close calls and, uh, you know, b- benching these starters, these core starters and not having depth uh, could, could be a reason why they, they may not uh, perform what, what they're projected at the beginning. Indeed. Absolutely. Well, we move on. Another year, another L, getting another W over Victoria's Secret. This is uh, one of those teams last year that we were consistently talked about pulling out wins when we did not think they deserved it. <laughs> um, and, and this owner is someone that I've just heard through the grapevines. Uh, by that, I mean the commissioner asks a lot of questions. I mean, <laughs> just really not have a shit together. Um, 
But yeah, obviously it, it came through this week, 101 against uh, the Victoria's Secrets, 98.7. Uh, talk to me about another year, another L. Is this, a, is this the real deal? Is this a mirage, or do we have no fucking clue? Well, Dick, we've commented on this team before, as you mentioned last season, and like you said again, we, we were definitely taken aback at how many times victories occurred. And I, being someone who predicted a stunning defeat, will admit that I was only wrong this week. Uh, he, he definitely was able to squeak one out. I don't know how. I'm sure he's just loving the fact that Raheem Mostert wins off for a 21-pointer, that Josh Allen decided to take all of Devin Singletary's touchdowns. And it's, it's very intriguing, to say the least, that someone having all of the Buffalo Bills was able to have a decent scoring from it. I don't think that this is going to consistently continue, but he does have a glimmer of hope on the bench looking at A.J. Green didn't get hurt. Uh, it's it's That's obviously a good thing. Sammy Watkins having a pretty stellar game for himself. Not that that's going to be consistent, but then the addition of James Robinson, um, the Minshew magic definitely was able to distract enough that Robinson was able to find some openings. And so that, that I, I, he's looking like a solid, I, I don't know, like a five in... In, in nine season, I think that's that's pretty accurate. You know, I, I'm looking at this receiving core. There's definitely depth here. I, I like what I see. Let's count Sammy Watkins out because it's a, a week one performance and nothing will happen after that. Um, but it looks pretty pretty stacked there. I, I agree. This bu- Buffalo trifecta in the starting lineup. Um, but it, it's that running back spot. And so when you get those those boom plays from Mostert, it really makes up for the, the lack that Singletary had. Um, I see him being consistent and, and producing wide receivers. I, I think that'll be a week-over-week thing. Um, you know, the the running backs are going to be a little bit uh, sketchy, uh, but they're showing right now they're going to have weeks where they, they may hit big. Um, and re- maybe, maybe you know, having Devin Singletary there is really just, oh, we know Josh Allen will run it in, but, you know, we just, we just have Devin Singletary to pick up what he may not. Um, so yeah, I, I was impressed by this team's performance, and uh, I, I think we're going to be talking about them in the winners bracket uh, a little more than we did last year, and and that was a surprise then, and it'll definitely be a surprise now. Absolutely, I would also say that I'm a little concerned that Keenan Allen only got four receptions for 37 yards against a, a weak uh, Cincinnati team, when for the most part they it was a close game. It's not like they should have been running the ball. They were they were really needing some some. He he wasn't able to get the separation, and Tyrod Taylor was not able to deliver. So that's, but yes, like you said, he stacked at that. So he should be good to go. Other than sucking. Looking at Victoria's Secret, this is a close game, right? Um, we, we got a a three point differential here for for the winning score. I, I thought that you know the a couple of different you know. W- whether was there anybody on the bench that we could have put in that would have saved this week that maybe right now he's crying about? Uh, from the beginning of the season and and trying to play that, uh, I I think that he probably is regretting that he did not start DeAndre Swift, knowing that he was going to get more touches than Carryon Johnson, even with the addition of Adrian Peterson. Uh, apparently, Swift can't catch though, so I've heard. Uh, but I still think I would have started him over carry on easily. That is the exact thing I was looking at, and I'm glad you saw it too, Professor. Who the fuck 
is taking Kyrion Johnson and putting him in the starting lineup. When you have DeAndre Swift, you paid a higher draft price for him. And I get that there wasn't any type of preseason to see and confirm. Um, but yeah, that that's that's got to be biting you in the ass. You'd have this lo- uh, win locked down. You tried to get cute. You, you probably did your stinker tinker a little too much. Um, but outside of that, talk to me about the rest of the starting lineup here and, and their performances. Uh, not bad performances. I, w- I would expect more out of AJ Brown. I would also be a little bit concerned because that was one of the things with him is that with the minimal amount of targets, not that he didn't get too many targets, you just expect him to be more of a home run hitter. And I, I don't necessarily know if he's going to have the surprise wow factor that he was able to have last season. Devontae Adams is just stupid good. He might get 200 targets this year. Uh, you know, just, if, if, if Rodgers keeps throwing like that, yeah, ab- absolutely. And I agree with your, your take on Brown. He was a statistical outlier last year. But that was the argument was, what if he's just that outlier type of, of player, right? It's that, that combination of size, ability, opportunity, the fact that they're um, teams are having to adjust their defensive schemes for uh, Derrick Henry. Otherwise, they're going to be paying for it. Um, you know, is it a recipe that even though it was an outlier compared to the masses, that it, it had repeatability? And um, so far, it's looking like it, it may not, but we'll, we'll have to give it a couple more weeks and see. Um, either way, valiant effort by Victoria's Secret. Um, and uh, but better look next week. Cam Newton, um, you know, put up a, a pretty good showing, but also Brady. How do, you, how do you look at balancing between those two on a week-to-week to, to understand who your, your target starter would be? Right. Uh, I would have to go with just a matchup. I think that Brady uh, has obviously a very solid receiving core that he's able to go to and so many weapons that he's able to use. Plus, he's on a mission trying to prove himself. Simultaneously, Cam is also on a mission trying to prove himself with uh, definitely a, a great coach as well in Belichick. And I'm not trying to dismiss Arians, but it's not Belichick. And so uh, Belichick and Josh Daniels have uh, been doing a great job of making sure to utilize his strengths, which is weird. I've never seen the Patriots go to a run option so frequently. And so that is very exciting for owning Cam. Uh, I, I do see this being a possibly comeback player of the year if he's able to continue performances like this throughout the season. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. It's one of those, you're starting Brady next week, no matter the matchup. Um, in, in my opinion, we got to see, it was it Cam or was it Miami? Um, mm. Right type, type of situation. Um, obviously, you're, you're happy to see that he's able to put up those types of numbers. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to want to see some consistency before I'm starting there. But, but great to have in the back pocket uh, when you have someone who's at risk of getting arthritis in the middle of the season. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Well, moving on, we get to the pubes of Samson, these son of a bitches, your champions from last year, squeaking in a victory. One one would say luck had a, a, a large factor. Um, just, you know, I, I feel for Team Poop. Uh, Team Poop put up 100.2 points, not too shabby. Um, but there were some, some Monday night discrepancies, Monday night failures, if you will, that I think really let this team down. Um, Pubes of Samson, of course, uh, winning with a, with a score of 108. Um, let, let's talk about Team Poop, what they did well, and, and, and what happened on Monday night. Right, well, obviously, Monday night, you could not predict that James Conner was going to... Well, I guess you could predict that James Conner was going to get hit with something. But uh, you didn't realize it was going to happen early in the second, and you didn't realize that a 1.7 game against this this very weak defense in the Giants was going to cost you your fantasy game. 
It wasn't like he was looking good before then. He just wasn't having a good night. I think it was the right call. Pull him out, get his head right, show him that, yeah, I talked you up in the offseason, but if you're if you're not able to produce <laughs> against the Giants, your ass is going to have to sit on the bench. But, yeah, I mean, just – you know, coming into Monday night, having two players, having a, a, a small margin that you need to make up and just, you know, getting that news early on, watching uh, the passes go to Evan Ingram and the whistle <laughs> being blown and just, oh, I mean, it was, um, I'm sure the Pews of Samson had a really good Monday night, but that team food, <laughs> that, that sucked. It was poop. Uh, but Chris Carson putting up a, a, a great performance. I think this is someone that, you know, uh, is is constantly undervalued. Obviously, he was part of an offensive unit that just was on fire. Russell Wilson and and the team just leading down against Atlanta. Um, but I, I think that's that's probably in the storyline and in the realm of possibilities for many games this uh, this year. Kenyon Drake obviously uh, putting up some numbers as well. You had Thielen with a, a monster game. You know, uh, I think he was doing. He had contested catches he was doing it all last year whenever Stephon Diggs was there pulling him you know Diggs out giving him more target share making him that true number one um you know he I think he's proven himself right now and 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 you know that that core of people there are going to be consistent um uh, scores so it, it's looking like team poop will, will have some uh have much better weeks and much better outcomes than I think he did this week absolutely plus when you get Cortland Sutton back to being uh healthy again uh I mean, I guess that's pretty much the only one on his bench. Uh, I would have expected Daryl Henderson to have more impact than he did, but apparently Malcolm Brown is the uh, the go-to backup or starter, depending on who you look at. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You better hope no one gets hit because he doesn't have much depth on the backside. Exactly. Yeah, another one of those with uh, a tough bench there. Um, moving on, Pusa Samson. It's that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. It carried him last year. It's carrying him this year. Um, you know, if the the Baltimore is ever affected, I think you know he's obviously going to uh, lose a, a big, or it'll have a large impact on his team as you know the consistency of those two and the margin at which they outscore in their position um, re- really makes up for some some other holes and and things that are that are going on in this roster. But talk to me about the pubes here and what you're seeing on this team. Absolutely. Um, uh, clearly, he's had running back issues. Um, <laughs> it's pretty pretty bad, not not a pretty sight, but simultaneously, like you said, the the Jackson Andrews combo is really nice. Uh, Thomas going out with an injury is not a good thing ever, uh, but fortunately, he was able to get Calvin Ridley, which is clearly an easy person to keep in a five person keeper, and just showed that anyone who was so lucky to have him on the roster with uh, a nine reception, hundred and thirty yard, two touchdown performance. Uh, it's a good feeling, and so I'm sure that the pubes is very grateful to have him on the team for anyone who is dumb enough not to keep them. Uh, but also looking at the bench, you've got to be excited about Alan Zod. People are thinking that he would be a very, very good complement to Devontae Adams, and showing so with one of his touchdowns. Jarek McKinnon getting in on some love. Impressive since he's been hurt for so long. It's nice to see him get out there. And Josh Kelly, interesting. Loving the fact that he was able to get out there and show that Austin Eckler isn't the only back in town. Some would have thought that Justin Jackson would have been the natural fill-in for some of those plays. But Kelly came out and said, I'm here to play as well. Yeah, I, I think this team, you know, uh, 
the, the Michael Thomas only putting up 1.7, and obviously the injury that, that's coming up there is going to uh, be, be harmful. But being second highest scorer in the league uh, without Michael Thomas this week does show some promise. Um, I, I think the pubes will be competitive, um, pending that uh, Baltimore keeps doing their thing. Uh, but they, they haven't shown signs of slowing down yet. So um, second highest score, but but not by a mar- not by a, 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 a small margin here. Moving on to our last uh, matchup, and what a performance we saw. Kevin 2.0 didn't stand a chance. I understand why his team just gave up, because Saquon Jacobs putting up 134.8 points in a non-PPR league. Oh, my goodness. Forget about Kevin 2.0. Talk to me about Saquon Jacobs. How did he do it? Is this going to keep happening? Do I need to get his autograph? Well... Dick, I would never tell you how to live your life, but uh, if you ever get a chance to Saquon my Jacobs uh, get, and get his autograph, I would I would definitely recommend doing that because this man appears to be going places if, if he identifies as such. The Saquon, the Jacobs, the the Clyde's Hilaire, even even Zach Moss. Uh, the Juju, they're, they're looking really good. Everyone was concerned about Ben, and people forget that Juju was a top five receiver in some cases being drafted in the previous year prior to Big Ben's injury. And so they, they it, he definitely was going under the radar in a lot of places. Came back, again, a very soft Giants defense, but some of the plays that he did were, were grit that were involved. Uh, Josh Jacobs running for three touchdowns is just... Is just insane. You should be concerned with Barkley, but at the same time, Barkley was going against arguably the best defense in the league right now, especially with the injury to Sherman Williams. And so, uh, and then of course the rocky sensation, Clyde's Edwards, Kareem Hunt. Uh, it just went off with 138 yards and a touchdown in his first game as an NFL professional. This kid is going places. Yeah, absolutely. If I missed the opportunity to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I, I'm not sure I'd want to keep playing fantasy football um, if, if that were to happen. Um, Darius Slayton on the bench looks like he's going to be a go-to guy for Daniel Jones, who's probably going to be behind in a lot of situations this year. Um, so showing a little bit of depth there. Um, I, I think Saquama Jacobs is, has a chance to be very competitive this year. I'm excited to see what this team is going to be doing. Um, looking over at Kevin 2.0, this is a team last year that, that was putting up numbers. Um, he was very competitive. Um, we predicted that he was going to have a pretty solid team uh, this year as well. Talk to me about what happened. Is this 85.5? Is this something that is going to be consistent? Uh, does he have a way to make that up? Um, what, what do we expect from Kevin 2.0 this year? Right. Well, I would definitely be a little concerned about Austin Eckler. Uh, you would expect him against a pretty soft Cincinnati team. Granted, it was at Cincinnati and there was some rust from the season, new quarterback play and all that. You expected him to have more than an 8.7 performance. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you obviously expect to have a great performance, as he did. Dak, you'll want more out of him as well. But I'll, I'll move on to more of like T.Y. Hilton. Granted, he's in a new quarterback situation as well, but the Jacksonville defense is not what it once was, and they were playing from behind. You would expect uh, T.Y. to get some more looks than uh, his counterpart on the other side, Paris Campbell. Uh, and then uh, DJ Chark, look, liking that. Blake Jarwin, sad injury for the Cowboys, sad injury for the team. Uh, the kid had a lot of potential this particular year, and the non-contact injury tearing the ACL out for the season is is 
devastating for the team uh, as well as morale overall. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's some holes on this team, right? And, and I'm not sure how they're going to pan out. It's going to take a little bit of time to see, but uh, risk factors being an Eckler, right? Hilton, Devontae Parker not really living up to the, the hype and the um, – uh, reputation that he was establishing for himself in the second half of last year and no one really on the bench to to go to right no no relief down there to look forward to uh, an upcoming week so uh, gonna, gonna need some some shifts and some changes and some of these players uh, showing up and, and what they did again this is only week one uh, but if you know these types of performances continue uh, it may be a, a rebuild year here for for Kevin 2.0 indeed Excellent. Uh, well, it's time to do some predictions. Uh, as I get that pulled up, because I'm completely prepared, mm-hmm. um, what I wanted to ask you, and I'm not stalling at all, was uh, how was the – oh, you know what? Here we go. Uh, per- Six inches. <laughs> uh, predictions for next week. Let's go ahead and get started. We got first up Kevin 2.0 versus Pubes of Samson. Uh, I'm going to actually go with the Kevin 2.0. I think that he, that the ESPN is correct in it. I think that he has, he's got a lot more potential on it. He's got some better, fairly good matchups. I'd like to see Dak, Dak Prescott going against Atlanta. Again, we saw what uh, Russell Wilson was able to do. Austin Eckler against again. And not that Kansas City is bad, but I, I see this as a rebound week, and I think that he's able to take it over the pubes. Sure, and I'm going to go ahead and take the pubes on this one uh, constantly. Um, overlooked and out overperformed. So uh, we're going Team Poop versus Saquon My Jacobs. Uh, yes, I would have to say Saquon My Jacobs is going to win again. I, I, I think that even though the, the ESPN has them pretty ranked closely on it, I, I can't imagine this being a close one. Yeah, I think Team Poop uh, definitely makes up for what happened. Um, last week, I think there's some good matchups, good players. Uh, I, I expect him to outperform what he did last week. Um, you know, uh, 105 plus points. Uh, I don't see him coming close. Uh, I think Sokama Jacobs is, is going to be set up for another prime week. Next up, Team Hooster versus Kansas City Queefs. Oh, yes. Now, uh, uh, I believe today I heard that Godwin is actually uh, in concussion protocol, so he might not even play, which is going to devastate the already very low prediction that the Kansas City Queefs has. Uh, I can't imagine there being a situation where the Queefs are able to pull it off, although I was rooting for him last week. It looked like the little guy was going to pull one out, and then he realized that pedophilia is frowned upon unless you're in Hollywood. Absolutely. I agree there. Also with your fantasy takes. Um, and Kittle being on that team at risk as well with the with the knee injury, he you know something similar that we saw last year, and he missed some time. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give Team Hirschter the nod there. Uh, Chewbacca defense versus Hip Hip Murray. <laughs> Chewbacca defense is going to be a team to contend with. Uh, I think that the Hip Hip Murray people they Cincinnati again the Browns against Cincinnati. We expected the Browns to have a much better week last week, and they did not deliver. He's got a lot of his eggs in this basket, hoping that OBJ and Chubb are able to come back in there and show that they're not pansies. Uh, On a Thursday game, short week, I just don't think it's enough. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chewbacca defense here as well. I think Hip Hip Murray uh, may have be in for a bounce back uh, compared to what he put in last week, uh, but that's not really saying much. Next up, we have another year, another L versus the Westerosi Fearboners. 
Yes, I just got a fax, uh, and my fax tells me the other year, another year, another L is actually going to win this one. Uh, it's from him, it seems, uh, but I, I would actually have to agree with this particular fax and also wonder how he got my number. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing the Westerosi Fear Boners put it together this week. Um, again, until they prove it, this looks to be an underdog in, in most situations. And I'm giving the nod to another year, another L. Uh, last up, Great Corn Holio versus Victoria's Secret. Right. I'm actually going to go with the underdog in the Great Corn Holio. I think that Victoria's Secret is supposed to win by a lot, and he feels really confident going in. But uh, I'm actually expecting some crazy good performances from the likes of DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and even uh, Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks. I, I think that they actually have really good performances this week and are able to pull off the upset. Yeah, outside of DeAndre Swift going against Green Bay, I think Victoria's Secret is stacked to go against soft defenses this week. I'm going to give the nod to Victoria's Secret. And that wraps it up for today, Professor. As always, I appreciate the time to everyone in the league. Um, I hope everyone on your team uh, dies. Any last words? Uh, 